Mike and Mike at night. Our news, our, our business. business. Hey, if you hear at nighttime, that means you're here at the right time. And what do we do here at the Mike and Mike at night show? Love, support, support and protect. Absolutely. How we looking today? We looking good, man. Beautiful weather, 10 toes down, not six feet below. There we go. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for being in here with us today. Um, we talking about if we're still black. I, I know every day I wake up, I notice that I'm still black. But You notice it? Yeah, I do. I do. But there, there are some things that happen within our community where it causes one to question whether or not our commitment to our people is genuine. And today we're going to talk about why and how that commitment can be questioned. Sabrina, we love having you here. It's all about that love, support, and protect. So I'm glad you're able to catch it today. Make sure you tag, share the video, of course. Um, so we want to, you know, we want to talk about that today. I know that's a touchy subject for some. You know, we even question whether or not we would continue with this show because of the polarizing views that we may get um, concerning this issue. So uh, I know this was definitely something that we uh, kind of, you know, processed to the point that uh, we got, we worked out all the kinks and we felt like we worked out all the kinks and we won't know until you guys get in there and we, we get we get into the show and start talking about it. But, um, you know, here on the Mike and Mike at Night show, we try not to steer your your mind into a certain direction. We leave that to some of the other shows. Okay, we are, are a group of black people that come in here and we talk about issues that face our community. We talk about things that, you know, sometimes make us laugh and, and sometimes make us cry. But then at other times, we talk about things that actually cause us to scratch our heads and think. So um, I've, I've received a lot of, uh, of people that come back. I, 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 I get a call back at least once after every show with someone who says, hey, man, I really needed that today or Hey, that was, you know, that was interesting. I never thought about that. Or, you know, just just saying thank you and, and, and asking us to keep up the good work and what we do. So we appreciate you all for for uh, for your support. And as you all support us, we want to continue to support you all with some of these topics and and things that are important to our community. So uh, as you saw the title of the show today, we we wanted to get in there and, and, and talk about some things that, uh, as Black people, we we have to deal with. In uh, a lot of cases, we have to deal with them whether we like it or not. So, uh, without any further ado, you know, we usually try to take us a take, you know, take a little quick quick break in there. And and, and you know, my boy say we drinking water thirty seconds in, but you know, we get on here and we start talking, so we got to do that. But we're going to give it, get a second. I'm going to tag a few people that let them know that we're on right now so that they can get in here. Um, but uh, you guys, if you're watching right now, can uh, do the same. And um, we appreciate you. We'll get right with you. Okay, so uh, we talked to the green room about uh, <laughs> the uh, issue with this. Go, well, go ahead, man. You got it. Okay. So let's talk about Hubert Davis. First of all, I want to give this brother props. He's the first African-American head coach at the University of North Carolina which is the same school that Michael Jordan attended. And he's been named the first African-American head coach at that school. So we want to give that brother props for that. Well, during Hubert Davis's press conference uh, being introduced as the new coach, um, he was talking about how important it is that, uh, that we have black coaches and that we don't have enough black coaches at the NCAA one division. 
And so it's very historic that, that he'd be named the African-American coach there. Well, um, he was talking about how he was proud to be an African-American, which is great. We should all be proud to be African-American or Black or whatever it is you choose to call yourself as it pertains to the Black race. Well, unprompted, he said that while he was very proud to be African-American, that he was also very proud that his wife was white. Now, there's a lot of people taking issue with that all over social media saying that, well, seeing as how he was unprompted, was it really necessary for him to throw it out there that he was very proud of his, that his wife was white? Not that he's very proud of his white wife, but that he was very proud to have a white wife. You think he well, could have misspoken that? Or? No, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I, I don't think he did. Uh, I think he said exactly uh, what he meant, but he's getting a lot of pushback about that because a lot of people were saying, well, why couldn't he just say that I'm very proud of my wife? Why couldn't he just say that me and Karen or Judy fill in the blank uh, are, are proud to be uh, here at the University of North Carolina? Um, and he was particularly getting pushed back from Dr. Umar Johnson, who, if you haven't heard of him, he's a pan-Africanist who promotes uh, Black people, Black unity, Black love, and uh, all the things pertaining to Black people. He says that Hubert Davis cannot say that he's proud to be African-American and that he is proud that his wife is white all in the same sentence. What do you think about that? Now, I don't know necessarily. I don't know if he misspoke, so I do want to give the brother some some uh, support in that in that regard. I don't know if he misspoke or if uh, he actually meant that. Yeah, he was, he was proud. unprompted. No one asked him that. He was okay. unprompted when he said that. Okay, and you know sometimes we can be in situations. I just don't because I don't know the brother, and I don't know to what extent he believes. You know, if he's that passionate about that statement that he made, mm -hmm. um, we we know here as being host on the Mike and Mike at Night show, sometimes things can come across and you say something in a certain way and that you didn't necessarily mean it, but your mouth is loose, is moving a little bit faster than your mind. So you have to be careful to uh, to process your thoughts before you speak. Absolutely. Now, in the event that this is what he actually meant, that he, he was proud that he had a uh, a white wife. I would have to ask to what extent is he proud of that? Is he proud that he is out, he was able to, maybe he was a, a historically racist person and he's saying, I'm glad that I was able, able to come over my, you know, personal feelings towards white people to the point to where that I can even embrace white people and have a white wife. Uh, if that was the case, uh, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But if he's saying that to the, uh, as a disparaging mark, a remark towards not having a black woman, um, then I, of course, would have a problem with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just take it for face value. He's had many opportunities to go back and address that situation, seeing as how it has become a large talking point about his his press conference. And I want to reiterate again that we are very proud of this brother. He deserves everything that he got. He worked very hard to be in that position. So props again to Hubert Davis, who went on to have an illustrious NBA career. And we all know uh, this is a seven-figure guy. So when we talk about high-value men, we're talking about the 10% of black men that earn over $100,000 per year. And when we talk about high value again, this has been a, uh, a kind of catchphrase. Financially term. high value. Exactly. Financially high value. Exactly. Um, so, so, I mean, you could be super rich and be the biggest jerk in the world, right? right. We, all, we all know that. Right. So, so we're talking about financial. But it has been suggested by some that there are two different types of black men that date outside of their race. Mm -hmm. uh, the first being uh, that high value black man who earns uh, over six figures um, per year as uh, being high value financially. Okay. And it's been suggested that the reason that once black men make it up to that pinnacle of financial excess that they want to put a white woman on their arm. And the reason that they suggest that is they're saying that these men didn't really marry out of love, but they married more out of stature. Uh, more like as a trophy wife, uh, just like to say, uh, I made it, I'm here. And we talk about Charles Barkley, 
and people like that who have white wives listen and we're not knocking anybody that does this has been suggested by some that these are the reasons why that these men these high value uh financial men choose these type of women well since they're only 10 percent of the population i think that that's less less of the case now we do know that like 28 percent of black men do uh, actually marry outside of their race right 25 percent so somewhere up in there right okay so one in four so yeah, approximately one in four do marry outside of the race. Most of them not being high value black men financially anyway. Okay. So, and you said so the so, the first type of black person generally that dates outside of their race is one that is uh, monetarily valued high highly in the in 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 the financial world or whatever. Right, right. And they want to use this white wife uh, sort of as a, a trophy presentation. Well, because, you know, let's just be honest with it. Uh, a lot of these men didn't have access to, you know, these women until they were able to, you know, solidify their their uh, their uh, financial backing or whatever it is, their profession, you know, professional basketball players or people who have uh, found them, themselves to be somewhat successful in the financial arena or the business arena or the corporate world, once they climb that ladder, um, of course, when you have more money, you have more access to more people and different types of people. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily, I don't know if we would say that, oh, well, why is it that they get rich and, and, and get these women? Have we ever thought about that? If they have access to these women prior to getting rich, maybe they would have got them then too, but right. they, they didn't have access to these women when they didn't have uh, well, when they didn't have the money that they have. Now. Well, I mean, high value men have more options. Let's just keep it all the way 100. When you have, when you're making that sort of type of money, and in this case, Hubert Davis makes seven figures, well beyond the six that we're discussing here. So he's probably one of the one or two percent of black men uh, as it pertains to earning potential. Um, but yeah, uh, let me uh, address Sabrina real quick. Yes, he did say that he was very proud that not that. He, that he that his wife is white. He was very proud of the fact that he had uh, a white that wife. he had a white wife. And and like I said, that was unprompted. No one even asked him about that. So the fact that he brought it up is rather suspicious. But I'm not going to knock the brother based on that. Simply based on that. And now we talked about the two different types. Uh, at least it has been suggested that these are the two different types of black men uh, who choose to date outside of their race. And we're not necessarily talking about white, but a lot of times that is the case. And so this, and so the other type of a white or a black man who dates outside of their race, as has been suggested, um, are the types that, Hey, they're not high earners necessarily, but they like the way that they're being treated. Meaning that, uh, they let, they tend to let their uh, black husband lead, like uh, I think a man should. Mm -hmm. uh, they're cooperative. They you give... think? Hold on, real quick. Mm -hmm. You just slid that in there, real quick, on us. Okay. Um, you think a man should lead? Yes, I do. As far as um, in everything, uh, obviously not when it comes to everything. But I mean, you are built the way that you're built for a reason. Women are built the way that they're built for a reason, and it would suggest just off of our anatomy alone that uh, men, oh, should as far be, as men should be the leaders uh, as far as protection. Uh, we talk about, uh, listen, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to piss nobody off here, but we talk about uh, why the police force was created. Well, we know why, but it was intended for men, right? The, the army for a while, uh, they wouldn't let women in. Hell, they wouldn't even let women play basketball for a while. Now we have the WNBA. So I do understand that there's this aspect that women can do whatever that we can do, but anatomy alone would suggest uh, that males should be the leader, should be the protector. Uh, and I'm not saying that now, all now the decisions I, I, per I, se. I do agree with you in that. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you in that, but to a certain extent, and I'll say to, to this extent, um, I think that in a relationship, one should lead mm -hmm. in, in areas in which they're efficient in or have proven to be efficient in. Okay. Um, if if my wife is a stockbroker for Wall Street, and let's say uh, I run a donut shop on the corner of 58th and Vine, uh, she might she might be a little bit better with with knowing how to deal with the family's finances than I do, than I am. So for me to tell her, well, you know, I'm a man, so I should just <laughs> I should be leading when it comes to our finances. 
she will probably, a woman in that position will probably find that to be a bit preposterous. That's one aspect of it, but mm -hmm. do you think that when it, especially when it comes down to the family dynamics of the household, that the man should in fact lead? Um, I would say that uh, I, I like your example. Uh, of course, there are caveats here and there, mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it, this is the person that you chose to marry. So I don't think that if you, I don't think you should go into a marriage uh, as the woman, or especially as a man, being the submissive one and unable to lead. Well, well there is, and, and I believe there is, is there is areas where uh, a woman, a woman uh, probably should, you know, be a little bit more leaning to her husband's leadership, depending upon her husband's and cooperative, leadership. and cooperative. And I think there are situations also in which a man should, you know, I know that a lot of times women have. Uh, uh, more le they have leveler heads if that's a word at all that they, they're more level-headed when it comes to dealing with certain issues and uh, I, I have seen that sometimes um, deferring to a wo woman's judgment in certain situations would um, actually help a man so I, I don't think that men should be so dogmatic in the idea that they should be leading a woman but they should be a little bit more you know pragmatic and understanding that there might be some things that your your lady may be more just a little bit more equipped than you are in 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 handling and and it's okay to to let to let her uh uh you know lead in that in that direction i understand that but then we start talking about uh a female who wants to lead everything and we know that there's a lot of females out there like that too to me that's not feminine to me that's showing a form of masculinity which uh i don't think that too many men find attractive uh, and then when you have a, uh, let's say a child who grows up with a woman who that's, uh, that's all they've known is, is my mom leaves this, my mom leaves that, and they don't have any other examples of men leading that they tend to become submissive men. And those are the type of women that they tend to choose in life later on. They want a, a woman to lead them, um, uh, as opposed to being the leader and, and being the masculine one. Hey, Whip, thanks for joining us today, man. A long time no see. Or or talk to, but appreciate you hearing me from on, Texas. Yeah, also oh, Mike, Mike and Mike show. Up to the show. Uh, you know, and and I get what you're saying, and I'm not going to give you any pushback on that. I know that that's the issue within our community when it comes to uh, the cooperation of of either party in 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 um in in, in different roles. So uh, that's not something that we're going to get into uh, completely and totally on this show because. Of course, the title of our show was Am I Still Black If? Right. So we're asking the question, am I still black if okay. uh, I, I choose to find someone outside of my race to be with? Okay, so... Um, hey, Mark, thanks for joining us. Or if that's Connie, thanks for joining us. So, so let me ask you all this. Uh, is the integrity of your race compromised when you uh, date interracially? And your opinion out there, you all chime in. Don't forget to tag and share this video. Um, is the integrity because I, I know that a lot of times within our community, uh, we see that we feel like, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong because we have seen this a lot that if you get a white husband or a white wife that you have pretty much shut the door on uh, on your blackness or at least taken a, 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 a temporary break from it. You call a sellout and things of that nature. Now, I have seen where this situation goes awry in that once someone is with and, and are we going to get well, we we're going to get to that, but we'll, we'll get there. OK, but I, I see where there is some pushback as far as when someone dates outside of their race, I have seen, I've heard uh, friends of mine even say, you know, I don't date black women for, you know, fill in the blank reasons. And I've also, and I know you guys have heard. What are some of them common reasons they gave you? Well, they say that um, that black women are, are combative. Um, I've heard that, you know, that they're not very cooperative uh, and they quote unquote, don't want to deal with it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, when we talk about race in America, appearance is everything, right? So, and we go back to the one drop rule, right? Where historically, if you have one 
drop of black blood. If one of your eight grand uh, great grandparents uh, was black, that they would consider you black, regardless of how you look, right, right. So appearance is everything. So just because you may appear to be white doesn't mean that you don't have black blood in you, right? We've been here for 400 years, you guys. So the chances that anybody has absolutely no black or white blood in them uh, is with preposterous. It's preposterous. It's ridiculous. Everybody has white blood in them, even the blackest of people mm-hmm. uh, in America, especially if they've been here for generations. And every white person um, has some black in them, at least one drop. Right. Um, if they have been here, uh, you know, if they were, were, uh, were, if they come from a generation of whites in this country. Right. So it's all relative when we talk about And that. it's strictly just appearance. Right. Uh, honestly, when we talk about black and white, um, though we do have to support our race because of the the appearance and what happens to us because based solely upon this appearance, um, we seem that we, we feel as though we are more black than people that might have uh, a lower percentage of black in them or may not look black um, to the eye. They, they might not have uh, uh, the appearance of a black person, but yet they may have uh, uh, some some some. Uh, Black genie, uh, some black an- ancestry. Okay, uh, take that comment right there, which I okay, okay. For for some black women, interracial marriage may be their only hope, and we did talk about that as well. We talked about the fact that you know um, because the dating scene is so hectic, um, just finding someone that you can be with and and re- and love and respect. And, and and cohabitate with or whatever or or, or, or jail with it, it's hard to find and black men are less available uh, let's keep that 102 due to incarceration i'm not saying it's all faults of our own it's probably just more of a product of the systematic racism that exists in our country but absolutely that would dwindle your choices down a little bit especially when a certain uh, a high percentage of black men are incarcerated so that is one reason why your choices could be limited but that's not the only hope there's always hope okay um so so yeah uh, i i think that it's it, it, it is obvious that there is a certain way in which black black men view black women and, and vice versa that causes uh, the rift when it comes to dating and creates somewhat of an issue into where we can't uh, uh, date successfully. And, right. and you, you have uh, brought up one reason is incarceration, but the other is because we, we tend to lean to narratives that define who we are and uh, we feed into those narratives. Absolutely. Uh, when who you date should not define who you are, it's who you are on the inside, right? That matters the most that we're talking about here, right? Um, so it seems to me that um, <clears throat> that people who interracially date, and not all people now, I, did, I would never say that, but they seem to be very critical of the black race in general. And why do you think that is? Is, is that them uh, hating a part of their own blackness? How how do some black men marry white woman and then all of a sudden become the end all be all uh, to be critical of their own people? Um, I have seen this and it is somewhat frustrating because, uh, you know, when you when you hear people say things like, you know what, I don't date uh, fill in the blank black men or I don't date black women for whatever reason. And a lot of times it has to do with a bad experience that they have they may have had Mm -hmm. you know uh when man man's dad you know uh tore up your credit and (laughs) and was out all night was drinking too much you know you tired of man man's dad you didn't left man man's dad now you found somebody else and he act just like man man's dad and then you find that all of them is acting like man man's dad you like you know what i need a break from this because it seems like I'm getting the same type of people. Now, we we have talked about this on a few of our other shows that you kind of attract who you are. Mm-hmm. So that may have something to do with it as well. However, um, I think some people decide not to be so closed minded when it comes to, hey, maybe this person w- can love me and maybe this person uh, 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 can can um, uh, provide me with something that these other people have not been able to provide me with. So am I wrong? Is it bad that I go and start 
dealing with 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 it in another race because uh, I can't find the things that I need within my own race? Um, I think that you can find whatever you're looking for, regardless of race. Like you said, you tend to attract uh, the, or you tend to want the people that you want and you have no control over that. It's inherent. So um, I do think that uh, that people who are highly critical of black people when they're dating outside of their race, those people might have what's the title of this show? Am I black? If? Those are the people that you might want to be asking, are you black? If because just because you chose to date outside of your race doesn't give you uh the uh free reign free reign. to criticize a, a group of people um because right. of your bad experience right just based on your on your bad experiences uh you you have a certain people they don't uh they don't like a certain race of people because well that person uh of that race uh robbed my mom uh, back in 93 or something like that hey vanessa thank you for joining don't forget to tag and share the video yeah so i mean at the same time you know if i i i don't have a problem if 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 you know, the, if women can find someone who loves them, who treats them with the respect that they that they require and they can get along with, I don't necessarily have a problem with. And, and who am I to say that I would have a problem with it anyway? But as a community, you know, we have to look at why do we have a problem with that when we might not be the best or the most suitable uh, a partner for for that person. I'm going to tell you right now. I have um, experienced uh, dating and and talking to black women. A lot of times when when you know, even if I just say, you know, the other day I saw a black woman and and I said hello to her. I said hello, sister, how you doing? And she said hello, brother. And and it almost brought a tear to my eye that you know she acknowledged me. You know, and she, you you know, it gave me that love right back that I gave her. I saw a brother yesterday and I was like, how you doing, brother? He said, how you doing, my brother? And so I, I, I'm noticing that, you know, there is a different feel that might be moving moving uh, forward in inside of our community. And I just want to encourage that we we continue to treat each other that way, um, because a lot of times I have found that when you look to try and uh, talk to women within and this is my personal experience. And I know we don't do a whole lot of personal experience, but my personal experience is that when I have, you know, tried to approach or talk to or or just, you know, maybe even have a lunch or a dinner or breakfast with a black woman, there's always uh, she she seems to hold me to like this certain standard where I have to fit into a certain role or do a certain thing or meet her approval on so many different levels prior to her you know, accepting me as a, a, a possible suitable uh, uh, a mate. I can dig that. Um, I had a similar experience the other day where um, I seen this young black man. He looked like he was probably about 22 or 23. And he was sitting there on the curb for some reason. He looked like he was angry. Now, he might have had his own personal reasons why he was behaving this way. But I went out of my way to tell him, how you doing, brother? Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, he didn't even respond. He kind of rolled his eyes at me. And so I asked him again, brother, how you doing? Are you okay, my brother? And this dude just kind of uh, kind of flicked me off like as, uh, as if I didn't exist or I didn't matter. So it is an uphill battle. Um, everybody's not going to fit our narrative. We know that we want Black people to love, support, and protect each other. And some of them, it's just not going to come overnight. It's going to take some time. It's going to definitely take some time. It's going to take some hard work. But I, I, but I wanted to make sure that brother know that even though he wasn't responding to me, that I was still here for him, that I was concerned about him, and I was empathetic toward anything that he was going through. And if he wanted to have a conversation with me, I would have done my best to give him the best advice possible. So, um, uh, and that's a good, uh, a good, good story there. Um, Vanessa Adams says I would not date outside of my race, personal, uh, personal choice, and some of us do have that personal choice. And, and, and don't want to. Uh, a lot of times it boils down to that uh, to a, a experience. And when uh, the personal experience rates high in your compatibility, it is hard to date outside of your race because you want to be with someone. A lot of people want to be with someone who understands who they are culturally and intimately mm -hmm. uh, because they are that person. So so it's hard for someone who is white, if not impossible, to understand 
what it means to be a black person, nor will they, nor will they ever be able to understand that um, and see it on a first on a firsthand basis. So, uh, in a, inside of a relationship, some people don't want to be with someone who cannot uh, empathetically understand what it is that they feel and the struggle uh, that they have to that they have to deal with from day to day. I understand that, but we know race sees no or love sees no color. Uh, so, so what do you say to those to those men who uh, go overseas or they don't even share a language with this person, uh, and they're still willing to bring them back over here to America and love them? Are they doing that out of love, or are they doing that out of the, the status that they think that they well, receive, uh, or are they doing that because they're going to be one hundred percent submissive to them? Well, they, and you would uh, honestly, it, when it comes to someone doing that, you would have to ask that person. I can't speak to that, but I can't. Say, I, yeah, exactly. But I can say this that. Um, there historically, because what have, has happened in our country and what the black blacks have had to deal with within our country, um, there is a stigma connected with, you know, dating, you know, white people or a uh, white one man or a woman, there's a stigma connected to that and it makes it somewhat difficult. So it puts added stressors on the relationship when you have this interracial dating, um, I, I understand also that there is another problem with it, and and um, this also may lean to what Vanessa was saying as far as personal choice. There is another problem with it, and that is that um, there are people who, when you do date outside of your race, who accept your race and accept your people and and um, and, and try to learn your people and try to understand your people, and there are people who don't care about your people right people who uh uh don't really care about any other black person outside of you you know so and and, and i have found in these situations that sometimes they might see it even as a bit of ownership um mm. when they don't care about your race they only care about you and and i'm not saying that if you're with someone interracially that you have to care about their race but you know, it would be. I think you should. It, you should. It would be uh, nice if you could you, potentially have children with these people. Right. So to some degree, your children are going to sit up there and experience what you experienced as a black man at right. some point or another. Right. And I know it's impossible to understand. Uh, uh, just today, my mom was telling me that, hey, they uh, they pulled some. She's watching some on YouTube and they pulled this uh, black guy over. He was an army lieutenant. And uh, they pulled a gun on him immediately. You know, instead mm -hmm. of asking him, you know, let me get your registration, all this and that, they immediately pulled guns on him. And I explained to her that, mom, that happens to me too. And as a woman, she can't understand that, that that's how I live and those are the things that I go through. Now, she is concerned about that, having a black son, but she doesn't understand completely and she will never understand because she's not a black man. Well, and, and I get that as far as not being... A black man, but on the on the uh, level of uh, understanding what it means to be a black person, um, all of us as black people sharing that that struggle, and we understand Absolutely. what it means. Um, there are certain social circles that we are not invited into, nor treated fairly in mm -hmm. um, when we join them, just because of the fact that we are black. And it is, as uh, Martin Luther King said, that we are not being judged by the uh, content of our character, but simply the color of our, our skin. skin. So um, I, I think that there is a certain point that you have to come to with interracial dating. And do I believe that you you failed to be black? I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but I know that that is the way the black community views it as a whole. Right. And I know there are a lot of individuals that have different ways that they look at it, but when we look at people like Charles Barkley and what's his brother's name? Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. When we look at brothers like this, there are a lot of people that look at these brothers and say, oh, well, you know, how are they going to speak up for black people when they didn't choose to uh, take as a lifelong partner a black person? Yeah. Uh, Vanessa's comment here says if someone dates, especially gets married to someone of another race, they should accept the race and not just the mate. And a lot of times I, I have seen that that happens. Um, I, I do see that, you know, sometimes they do accept just that person and not that race. And, and sometimes it seems to be somewhat of a snowball effect 
because now that mate starts to look down upon their people in a general sense um, because, you know, because for whatever reason, they are embarrassed by by their blackness, which can lead to self-hate, which could also lead to self-hate when we're talking about having these children involved, you know. So if if, if you're going to um, have a relationship or have children with someone of an opposite race or a different race, you absolutely need to be thinking about the children also. Well, you, you know, know um, wanna, let, let me say this. Uh, Mr. Albright, he said that he had always said that he wouldn't marry outside of his race, but he said love proved him wrong. Um, uh, my wife happens to be white. Now, now let me ask this question because this is interesting. And Vanessa, you brought up something that was kind of interesting as well. Um, do you think it's our responsibility to, to, if we do have someone and let's say I'm a black person and I decide to marry someone white to, to learn their culture and their people and yeah, I mean, it's almost comical, but I do think that you should have a certain responsibility. Me personally, I wouldn't date anyone or probably wouldn't be around anyone who was just accepting me for me and they didn't have a lick of love for my so-called brethren. Right. Mm -hmm. So most definitely that will be a factor. Uh, you can't look if you like me and you like being around me, it's a package deal. You got to deal with the black side, too. Most definitely. Otherwise, I have less respect for people in that type of situation okay so we should it, 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 we should accept that person and that person's culture and race absolutely and, and, and embrace that as well if, not just the individual if i was dating an italian woman for instance you know what i'd probably do i'd probably want to uh, try some of their dishes i'd probably try to learn a little italian just so that i could make sure that i'm cognizant uh, and that that person knows that hey not only do I just well, if she's you, Italian, bro, you've already tried some of her dishes. <laughs> true that, true that. <laughs> uh, but you can go further into the cultural cultural aspects as it pertains to people. Okay, um, let me uh, kind of move on here a little bit. So let me ask you this, or let me just ask you all this: Do you think that people could learn something from another race as it pertains to how to treat uh, black people? So why is it? that we have a certain percentage and as you said before one in four black men which is 25 percent that tend to date outside of their race um and i don't know what the numbers are for women but why is it uh outside of five percent okay. of black women okay well thank you for that um i told you we keep the stats coming on this show why is it that it seems that that um financially stable men black men that is seem to gravitate towards white women and, or, or, or women outside of their race. Why is that? And then vice versa. Why does it seem that, you know, black women, for whatever reason, seem to some a certain percentage of them, you said only 5%? Only 5%. Wow. And, and, now, and we also know that 33%, only 33% of black women are married. Uh, so, so why is it such a, such a, a small number of white, of, Black women that gravitate towards white women. Excuse me. Black you guys know what I'm saying. Black men you guys know what I'm saying. Women. Yeah. And, 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 and that um, um, that statistic is almost quadruple when it comes to the black man in, in uh, uh, to the tune of what? Tw uh, 25%. So, so yeah, uh, 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 almost quadruple. Well, more than quadruple when you look at the amount of black women, black men who um, gravitate towards white women so so when we look at the statistics and we and we all know that that black women outnumber us uh greatly right the because of a lot of reasons that we just mentioned and we talk about the fact that only 33 percent of black women are married and one in four black men marries outside of his race that means that there's a lot of black women out there that are available bro so and and, and, and that's why i'm asking that question why does it seem as though that the black man gravitates towards the white woman, but I, I don't want to go that far. I, I just want to say this, do because you asked the question before, if there was something that the black woman could learn, and you guys, I, I, I would hate to say this because I don't want y'all throwing no tomatoes my way, but do you think there's something that we both could learn? Because if, if we're, if, if you guys are, are, are sticking with us and it's 5%, you know what I'm saying? Are you you guys are leaving? So 95% of the time, you guys are, are are sticking with us. 
why aren't we sticking with you within those same numbers? So don't we have to look at both of us? Don't we have to look at the men as well as the women? Or do you think it's something that told that is a, a black a, a issue with the black man, um, period, in point blank? Um, I don't know for sure, um, but Vanessa says I was told that black women are strong a couple of times. Okay, um, there's nothing wrong with being a strong black woman. A lot of time, black women are given responsibilities that in other communities they don't have to deal with. They have to deal with being single mothers. They have to deal with uh, uh, not only providing uh, uh, financially, but also having to be the primary caregiver. And it goes on and on and on. Wow. So right? I hate to cut you off, but Lori says here, she says, um, black women like white women are attracted to black men. So okay. she's saying she, she put out a general, yeah, she yeah. put out a generalization there and said that, well, the, the reason why you have so many in this situation is because not as many black men, women. This is you guys. I'm getting tongue tied with this show. Not as many black women are attracted to white men. Uh, I do think that that's a factor. Um, and just when you look around, when you go into society, and we all know that it's not 1950 anymore. So the stigma of being in an interracial interracial relationship uh, is far less today than what it was back then. Especially when we talk about one of four black men marrying white women, but uh. But as it pertains to white women, I think uh, I don't know if that is, is that they're attracted to us so much as they fetishize us, because we've all we've all heard about black men that you know we're packing. We ain't about to go. Uh, we ain't about to go there, bro. So this is this is love, support, I, I, I and protecting. I'm protecting. Show. I'm just talking okay. about the reasons that I have heard so you that think... white women are attracted to black men is, is, is the packing factor. Let's oh, just wow. keep it 100, bro. Um, unbelievable. I, I didn't think we'd ever talk about something like this on the Mike and Mike at Night show. I understand it is our it's news and our business, but um, so you believe that because we are endowed in a certain way that causes certain women to fetishize us. Okay. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Okay. Well, I didn't we say there's anything we, we wrong with it. I was just, okay. Let's keep it 100. We're fetishized uh, by, not only by white women, Latino women, and well, a bunch of other races, too. Well, well Lori says not so fast. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she said not so fast. She said miss abound. So, you know, uh, I guess this hasn't been every black woman's experience. And, um, you know, maybe on a more private note, we can share those. But, however, here on the Mike and Mike at Night show, we won't go too far down that rabbit hole. Um, but no pun intended, but, um, I will say this, that, uh, I, I, I mean, black men look good. I mean, come on. And, I mean, it's the truth. And, and it's not just, I don't think it's just the way that we look. I just think it's the way that we, we present ourselves and our, and we carry ourselves our swag, our swag. I mean, that, that has a lot to do with, with why we are looked upon and, and, and looked upon very uh, in a romantic way. Right. However, I'm not going to uh, uh, set my black woman aside because she, you know, I think she looked better than we do personal. And that's just my personal opinion. I hope um, so. uh, black, <laughs> black women are to me. I mean, I, I can't say enough about, about them and their, their, uh, their physical attractiveness. Um, not to say that that isn't the case with other races, because I've seen beautiful women of all colors. Um, however, it just, you know, um, uh, when it comes to the black woman, it's, it's something that I think just goes in, in, in uh, with, through, through me and in my DNA and in my experience is that I just have so much experience with them that it, it just seems, you know, natural for me to gravitate towards uh, women of my race. I understand that. Um, me personally, a uh, fine woman is a fine woman, no matter what race she is. But Vanessa says, well, other races also fetishize about black women. Most are just curious. Hmm. Uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, once they realize what comes with that black man or that black woman, 
then they re-gravitate away from that person, right? They just got their curiosity out of their system. And we all have heard the whole, the, the thing, uh, once you go black, you don't go back. We want to get off into that too deep in the Mike and Mike and Night show. But uh, but I do agree with Vanessa 100%. Okay, um, Lori, could you please explain and talk a little bit about that? She says that there is an educational gap between black men and black women. I think your boy uh, touches on that as well. Um, and I believe it, it is somewhat lopsided when it comes to the black woman. Okay, you, you guys fill me in on this. So the education gap, is it is it is it the woman who has a, a greater gap between the black man or is the black man more educated than the black woman? Um, I haven't done my there, stats on that. You I, I, I have recently heard some statistics on that. And the statistics, statistics that I heard on that is that there were more, not necessarily educated, black women but more black women enrolled in uh, uh, an education uh, program than there were men right. but when it came to um uh, uh, degrees and and and, and uh, uh, along those lines of, of actual graduates and postgraduates i believe that black men um actually outnumber uh black women uh you guys correct me if i'm wrong like really? my brother said i don't know if um, those stats can be uh, uh, confirmed, but I mean, we will we, we will let you know if those stats are accurate. But I believe right. they're accurate. There are more black women enrolled um, okay. than than black men. It will make sense since there's more of them available uh, to mm -hmm. go into school. And and, and let me tell y'all something here about the Mike and Mike and Night Show. We don't substantiate anything. You know, if we say if we don't know about it, we gonna keep it one hundred. We're not gonna go make up some stats. Uh, we only speak about things that we have researched and things that we personally know yeah, about. Absolutely. So, and so that's why I was uh, real curious to do that. And I'll probably do my own research on that after the show. And she says, uh, Lori says that, that women are encouraged not to marry down. And then I think that has a lot to do with with uh, the providing aspect of, of, of interracial relationships. I mean, uh, and, and just relationships in general, you want to have a man that you feel like can provide for you. And um, just because we live in America and America is not a country, it's a business. Um, you know, we, the first thing that we look at is one's ability to conduct business and their financial um, situation or whatever. So when, um, although it's not the most important thing uh, in a relationship, it holds a lot of weight here in America, um, how much money you make. Um, and, and, the, and the things like genuine love that you may have for someone or the care that you may have for someone kind of takes a subservient role to one's earning potential. Um, it does carry some weight, uh, I agree, but but I don't know how much weight it carries because when we look about, or when we look at the uh, 5% of, uh, 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 black women who marry outside their race. Well, just based on statistics alone and based on unemployment rates and the fact that white people earn more than we do at the same job, then wouldn't you think that black women would gravitate toward white men just simply because they have higher earning potential? Hmm. They're black women. Well, I think it's it, less it, important. It, it, that, it, it is, but this is the thing with the black woman and you guys, because you guys are black women in there, so you correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's not always about the money with them, not necessarily. They do have to be attracted to you. And men are a little bit more barbaric in the sense that I think that men don't necessarily have to esteem a woman highly attractive to be engage with her and, and you know i could be wrong i might just be you know taking shots in, in the dark but this is just this has been my experience that it seems as though uh women i don't know especially black women seem well, to seem to that it, when it comes to to a white man if they're not attracted to them then i don't think that they're they well, at all i think that that's a huge factor for black women why they don't marry more white men it's just because they're simply not attracted to them and i do think that it's important to a black woman so when we talk about uh attraction and, and things like that do you think that or, all or, money or, ain't or, good listen, money what's to say that's her business huh? <laughs> all money ain't good money 
<laughs> hey, That's I, the truth. Hey, don't forget to tag and share this video. And Ronnell, I appreciate you chiming in, my brother. Go give Ronnell a look. I'm not sure where you're located right now, but my brother got some restaurant quality food, some five star riffs restaurant quality food that he sells and you can go on Facebook or contact him and he can tell you how to get a hold of him and when he's out. But uh, with, uh, since we're talking about looks and, and attraction, do you know black people who tend to gravitate toward light-skinned people or good hair? Quote-unquote. Well, you know, that's the problem. That's not necessarily the problem, but that is something. Uh, Karen, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, don't forget to tag and share the video. I appreciate having you tonight, Mike and Mike, at night. You're here at nighttime, you're here at the right time. So, I, I, you know, I don't know if um, it, it's kind of tongue in cheek. Let me say this real quick. Mm -hmm. Let me just spit it all out. Um, on one case, we don't want to see interracial relationships, and we get upset when we see, you know, the opposite sex with someone outside of their race. However, I have heard of Black people and seen black people and have felt black people that uh, uh, talk about the good hair and and the light skin right. and, and how that seems to be more desirable in, uh, in, in, in attract, when it comes to being attracted to someone is to, is to, you know, and you always, you've heard of the, you know, they got good hair or whatever. And I don't know, you know, is the difference uh, between good hair to and bad me, hair. To me, the fact that that's even a thing, good hair and black hair, or bad hair, and that's why I put it in quotes. So I guess about bad hair, like, carries pistols and hangs out at night. Robbing people on right. the corner. That's yeah, bad hair. That, that's what bad hair does. And good hair just lays there <laughs> and fucking... Good hair reads books. Good hair reads books. Yeah, it does all pays all the bills on right. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good here. Yeah, so. um, I don't know, but you know, it's funny that they have these type of nomenclatures to describe uh, 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 that, but at the same time, not like interracial dating, right. when almost a hundred percent of the time, when you know you have someone who's Hispanic or white or or even Chinese, when they're with a black person that that is the product of that mm -hmm. and that their hair is not as coarse as it is right. when you have two oh. black people coming and together. i think that and i think that the reason that some some black men uh tend to date outside of their race is for the reasons you just mentioned because they're thinking about their kids and they're thinking about the fact that uh, that they're kind of self-hating and so they they don't like their own nappy hair so they want to get somebody to ensure that their kid has that light skin and that good hair things that and it goes the opposite way too i know that there are some white women also who like to uh get involved with black men and they want to treat their children their biracial children like their toys or like there's something to be showed off and, and things like that so that's why they end up getting with a black man uh and, and and having children with them and they put more value on instead of putting value on getting married they put more value on laying up you know what I'm saying? Okay. It, it, when it should be the opposite. You well, should, I, I don't really have a problem with uh, nappy hair. What you is know, nappy if, hair? Can if, you describe if, nappy if, hair to me? If I could have any hair at all at this point, I would be happy. I would be very happy with that. Um, if it was nappy, curly, wavy, whatever it was, I would be quite all right with that hair. However, um, it seems as though, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to like the the hair that is not as coarse as as the hair that we were that we inherited from from our from our ancestors i understand that um and and, and listen you don't want to get too personal on the mic and mic and not show but as somebody as somebody who's been accused of having good hair let me tell you what that doesn't help me with treatment that doesn't help me when i get pulled over by the police that doesn't help me when i go apply for a loan at a bank I get treated the same way as everybody else with the bad hair. So having good hair is uh, is is really they're 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 making it out to be more than what it really is. Now listen to this. So what Connie says, uh, she says black people's hair is resilient, takes on the chemicals and keeps on going. Now that's good hair. That that is, that is there you good go. hair. If you can, yeah. is, if you could have had a Jerry curl, and uh, you know back in the eighties, and you still got hair today. After all them treatments, then that's some that's some very good hair, and, and you know that hair is probably, probably the best hair. Exactly, that hair is about as resilient as as the people that that uh, that it belongs to. 
No um, you know, I think that we should be a little bit more, um, for lack of a better term, I think we should be a little bit more, um, what word am I looking for when it comes to uh, uh, interracial dating? I think that we should give a little bit more of a pass um, as a black culture when it comes to, hey, Maria, thanks for joining us today. Uh, uh, I, I think we should give more of a pass when it comes to um, um, interracial dating because, uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I, I agree totally. Uh, and like I was saying earlier, this is not the 1950s and interracial dating should not be ostracized. Uh, you shouldn't be put out on the forefront or, or treated any type of way because you choose to date outside of your race. Hell, sometimes it's just who you're attracted to, and you can't help that. Uh, sometimes it's just uh, your cultural preference. You know, what are you willing to put up with? What are you willing to do? Um, and I know that uh, that that a lot of, uh, at least most white women that I know who date black men, uh, they love the race also. And, and, and that's and that's all I'm saying. If we decide to date outside of our race, let's just make sure that we don't forget about our people. I think that it is possible that you can date someone um, outside of your race and still support a love, support and protect your culture, your heritage and your people. Um, it doesn't mean that you have given that up. And black people, I just think that we need to be more understanding until we get to the bottom of why it is that we can't come together in the ways that we should. Um, it seems like we do a lot of finger pointing when it comes to um, whose fault it is in this situation, whether or not it be the black male or the black female when it comes to uh, uh, the problems with us dating each other. But we need to be a little bit more uh, permissive and understanding when it comes to uh, dating outside of our race, and we shouldn't look down upon those people who have been fortunate enough mm -hmm. in this hectic dating world to find someone who who they are compatible with and, right. and, and who they don't mind um, um, sharing a future with. And, and like we said, even the whitest of white people got black in them here in this country. Even the blackest of black people have white in them in this country. So we're all really just a one blended race. We're all the same people. Listen, love and, everybody. Uh, and, and one thing that I want, want people to take from this show, listen, if you, if you do date outside of your race, race, look, most people are not judging you, but don't become a critic of your own people because then yes. it starts to look like self-hate, right? Yes. And that's not a good thing because we yes. want to love, support, and protect each other through all this stuff, right? And right. it's going to be tough. It's going to be an uphill battle, but as long as we stick together and as long as we keep chipping away at these negative stereotypes and things right. that affect our niche, stop our feeding into the negatively, stop feeding into the narrative, right? And then I think that uh, we'll be in a better space. You know, um, uh, uh, Vanessa just clarified her position in saying that, you know, there were uh, some situations that she found herself in that she was approached incorrectly by white men and and I get that. I mean, if that if that has been your experience and that left a bad taste in your mouth, then by all means, I'm not telling anyone or suggesting that anyone should just stay with their people. I'm not a hate monger and I'm not a racist. So um, when it's not that we hate those people, but that we love our people. And when our people aren't shown the love that we need to be shown as a community, then um, um, we, 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 uh, when we're not showing the love that we need to be shown as a community, um, I think that we owe each other the responsibility of, of looking past our inadequacies or looking past the things that we have against each other and, and seeing us as Black people that, that need to be loved, supported, and protected. And protected always. Um, uh, I, I see you as well, Ms. Clark. Um, I do thank you guys for coming in today and uh, and, and just uh, relaxing with us on this beautiful day. I think we didn't get as many people in here today because of that 70 degree weather that we, that 70, it was very, it was extremely nice outside today. Unfortunately, I had to attend a funeral. So I, uh, uh, but it's, it's good, you know, that this is the funny thing. Um, they say that the people that attend your funeral will be, so, will be based on, uh, almost solely upon 
uh, what the weather is doing. That generally people don't like to go to funerals in bad weather. Right. So so don't die in January in, in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you might no, have a low turnout. But no, we 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 had an excellent home going today for for my uh, for a relative of mine, and um, I do. Uh, uh, was was able to see my family and whatnot and, and love seeing my family. Rest in peace. Uh, Miss Smith and uh Mr. Uh, Mayberry where are, are in the house. Um we you, you know I, uh we I got a lot of people in here that I know on a personal level so I know that this show uh actually meant a lot to them but we you know we got our regulars as well uh Miss Adams we uh thank you for that Miss Adams uh we, we we have our people that come in here and and, and are in here and talk with us uh, uh, religiously almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Vanessa being one of those, Sabrina as well, and we appreciate you, Miss Clark as well. Certainly, uh, that, that come in here and, and and are with us all the time. And for those who are just can only just chime in from time to time, hey, we still appreciate you coming in here. Uh, what we like to do here is we like to talk as a family um, of Black people because that's what we are, you know. Um, all of our people came over here on those ships. And I know there are some people who think that we, some of us were already here and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but for the most part, um, we, we came over on those slave ships, Mm -hmm. which, which makes us almost, you know, a family commonality. Exactly. Got here the same way. Right. By the, by the, by the mere definition that we are family. So um, I like to get in here and talk about issues that affect us as a people and not just as individuals. Um, so uh, when it comes to dating outside of our race, I believe that there is absolutely um, nothing wrong with it. However, I, I, I do think that once you do, like we said again, we shouldn't take that, that time or we shouldn't take that position to criticize our people and, and, and bring our people and talk bad about our people when we're not willing to make a lifelong commitment to them in which that is what a relationship is, is a lifelong commitment. And if you've chosen not to make that commitment and you've chosen to date outside of your race, that's fine, but you can still show the love, support and protect for our culture and our heritage Absolutely. And, and continue the struggle that is real with inside, with, with, uh, inside of our country. Um, appreciate you all bringing the topics to us to discuss and, and, and we appreciate you and we love doing it. You're very welcome. We do this because we love doing it. Um, not just because we like doing it, we do it because we love doing it. And we know that we can get somewhere um, if we all come together as a people, as a family, understand each other and have conversations. You know, one of the, the things that we um, have a problem with in the Black community is leadership. And um, somebody always wants to be on the top of something or the head of something or the leader of something. And it's there. It's not often that we come together. What's going on, Deshaun? Appreciate you for being here. Remember to tag us here in the video. Uh, it, it's not often that we can come together with a common mindset, and that's kind of what we're on when it comes to the love, support, and protect. Is that as a black, as a black people, we come together with a common mindset where we don't necessarily need a leader because we are all leaders. We don't need someone to stand out in the front of a movement or whatever, we can all be a part of that movement. So, you know, we can't, we're not gonna set somebody up that we need to follow so that y'all can just assassinate them because you can kill a person, but it's extremely hard to kill an ideal and a concept, especially when they lit, when it lives strong inside of a people. So, um, you know, I think that at this point, uh, black people, we have, we have, we have ran the gamut of black leadership and now we need to be our own leaders and we need to love, support, and protect each other moving forward. And there's ways that we can do that. And we start by having a having communication. What do they say that the key to a relationship is not only conflict resolution, but positive communication. And that's what we try to do here on the Mike and Mike at Night show. You guys notice something that on our show, and I just want to pat our own selves on the back. When we get in here, um, we don't, there, I, we have never had drama in this show. We have never had people coming at each other. You know, we create a bar, an environment here that if people disagree, they disagree and move on. We don't we don't fight with each other. We 
I rarely see any comments where, where people are going back and forth, but just having healthy discussion. And that's kind of what this platform, what we want to use this platform for, and that is healthy discussion amongst our brothers and sisters so that we can understand each other better, we can live better together, and we can come together, as Vanessa said, as, as one. Well so, spoken, my brother. <laughs> so if you guys uh, didn't get to watch the whole show, go back and watch it again. We have some deep stuff that we shared um, in this one. Um, we appreciate you guys for being here on such a beautiful day. I know it's hard to, to sit down and look at your phone or whatever, or look at the TV or however you, you view us uh, when, when, it's, when it's so nice outside and we, we have, haven't gotten a day like this in, in quite a while. But uh, we do appreciate you guys for coming in and sharing your time with us as a family. We will continue to love, support, and protect you all. Like I said, through the summer, we're going to set up our tables. Um, within the community, and you guys will see our, our, our booth set up throughout the community, our table set up throughout the community. Um, uh, I believe our first one will be right here on the corner of Green Valley Ranch uh, Boulevard. Gateway Boulevard oh, Chambers. Gateway, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Green Valley Ranch Boulevard, isn't no, it? No, right there it's called Gateway. It's not Green Valley Ranch until you cross okay. over it. Okay, thank you, thank you. So Gateway and Chambers, basically. Ga gateway and Chambers. So if you guys see us out there, come over and say hello, show a little LSP to us, and we'll show that back to you. We appreciate you guys for joining us, us today, and um, you all have a wonderful Saturday. We'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday. You guys have a good one. Stone, and now, now y'all want to get in here and talk about these relationships, right? Okay, we got to do hour two. <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all, man. All about that love, support, and protect y'all. Have a good one. Oh, forgot. Hey, if there's anything that you guys need to apologize for, and anyone you need to forgive, please don't forget to do that because life is short. Take care,